Hi, I'm Leslie Ludi, host of the Set Apart Girl podcast, biblical encouragement for women of all ages. Today, we're going to look at some biblical solutions for common struggles that we often face as women. And one thing I've noticed is that it's very easy to look to the solutions that are offered by our culture when we're struggling with something. There are a lot of trendy books and blogs and posts on social media and really advice that sounds good and sounds artistic but isn't necessarily based in God's truth. It's easy to turn to those things instead of realizing that the solution to every problem that we could ever face is found in the Word of God. That is meant to be our ultimate source for counsel, for advice, and for direction. I knew a Christian woman once who was struggling with something, and she went to see a Christian counselor who really offered her quite a bit of trendy pop culture advice. There wasn't a lot of scripture in what that counselor gave her, but a lot of messages about tending to her own needs and taking care of herself and putting herself first. And because of that, she made a lot of really bad decisions in her life and family started to go downhill as a result. So sometimes even in the Christian community, we see that tendency to draw ideas and suggestions and advice from the world's way of thinking rather than from the word of God. So we need to remember that when we're going through a difficult time, it is actually very possible to open the Bible and allow God to direct us to his truth and his answers to our specific situation. It's really tempting, I think, for some of us to believe that we have a unique situation or a special situation that the Bible doesn't really speak to. But in reality, the Bible speaks to every problem that the human soul could ever encounter if we truly build our life around it and make it our solid rock and base all of our thinking and decisions in God's truth rather than just whatever happens to be popular in the culture at the time. I want to look at some of the most common problems that we often face as women and look at what the culture might tell us to do versus what the Bible says is the answer for each of those things. And at the top of the list, the first problem is insecurity. Most of us can relate to insecurity in one form or another because we live in a society that is constantly bombarding us with the message that says, you're not good enough, you're not beautiful enough, you'll never be this, you'll never be that, and dangles in unachievable standard in front of us, whether it's the standard for physical beauty or the standard for how we keep our homes or the standard for what we accomplish in life or how many friends we have. It's no wonder that we have a society full of women who are very enslaved and in bondage to insecurity. And a lot of times women are prone to making very self-destructive choices to try to deal with that insecurity. The common solution that the culture offers is self-esteem, making us feel good about ourselves, constantly telling us to look inside and discover the beauty that we possess within. And if you've heard me talk on insecurity before, this message for me started when I was very young and I was about in sixth grade, 12 years old or so. And I remember singing the song, The Greatest Love of All by Whitney Houston. That was for my sixth grade graduation. And that was the song that our school leaders wanted us to sing. And it was all about learning to love yourself. And they really thought, you know, here are all these insecure kids. If we could just teach them how to love themselves, they will overcome that insecurity. But that is actually not the biblical solution to insecurity. God does put great worth and value on every human life to the point where he actually gave his only son to redeem each and every human life. But the secret to confidence does not lie within ourselves or learning to love ourselves. 
actually the biblical answer to insecurity is not self-esteem, but self-denial. It's so different than what a lot of us usually think. The culture's typical solution is to try to build up a woman's self-esteem and give the message, you're so good, you're beautiful just the way you are, you have goodness inside of you, you have all this potential inside of you, and learning to love yourself is the way that you honor God, and that's what he wants you to do. But all throughout scripture, you see this amazing picture of God redeeming. And the reality is that sin has destroyed us from the inside out. And there's no real beauty or goodness in any of us unless we have been completely transformed and redeemed by Jesus Christ and his life, his goodness, his beauty is allowed to overtake us and shine outward through our lives. That's really the only way that we can showcase true beauty anyway. Charles Spurgeon once said, there is no beauty in any of us but what our Lord has worked in us. And that is so well said. It's the opposite of the self-esteem message, but it's only when we realize that we are nothing and have nothing outside of Christ that we can truly experience freedom from insecurity. We need to understand how to die to self, how to get out of the way so that Jesus can overtake our life, not to just build up self. Because if we focus on self and on esteeming self, we don't leave room for Jesus Christ to overtake us from the inside out. In Matthew 16, 24, Jesus says, if you want to be my disciple, deny yourself, which means to lose sight of yourself and lose sight of your own interests. And that is where true security comes from. It's not found in self, it's found in Jesus Christ. So if if you're struggling with insecurity, I encourage you not to look towards those messages of self-esteem, but to learn how to get out of the way, decrease so that Christ would increase in your life and cultivate opportunities to get outside of yourself, to serve those who are poor and lonely and sick and imprisoned, etc. Getting outside of ourselves, learning how to love others sacrificially, learning how to showcase the love and the beauty of Jesus Christ rather than trying to showcase our own goodness to the world is an amazing cure for insecurity because you're no longer concerned with what people think of you. You are concerned with bringing glory to the name of Jesus. One of the most powerful things that helped me overcome insecurity when I was in high school was getting outside of myself. A woman in my church actually that I had gone to for counsel had said, you need to turn outward. You need to be serving others. And it was the opposite of the advice I expected her to give me. I thought she was going to coddle me and tell me, you know, poor you, you just need to really take time for you and learn how to love yourself. Instead, she said, turn outward. And it proved to be absolutely brilliant advice and advice that was actually lining up with scripture. Because as I served others, as I took my eyes off myself, I truly became free from insecurity. Another problem that a lot of us face today as women is lack of purpose. So often we want to do something meaningful with our lives, but we don't really know what it is or how to do it. Most of us as women don't want to waste our lives on Instagram and Facebook and just sit there frittering our lives away on social media, watching movies, doing shallow and trivial things. But it's easy to waste time because we simply don't know how to live a purposeful existence. And we are just surrounded in this country, in in our modern society, by people who live in a very shallow way and make us believe that the way to find fulfillment and purpose is to seek 
after our own pleasure. So you'll hear a lot of trendy advice that will tell you to find the things you love to do, find your niche, plug into a good community, discover what makes you unique, go after your dreams, travel, do the things you've always wanted to do. That's what will really bring you purpose and fulfillment. Now, those specific things are not always wrong in themselves, but so often they keep us from finding true purpose because they fool us into thinking that purpose and fulfillment comes from pleasure and experience and fulfilling our own dreams. The biblical solution to needing purpose and needing focus and fulfillment is living a poured out life. James 1.27 talks about pure religion and undefiled before God is to visit orphans and widows in their distress. And in Matthew 25.40, Jesus says that whatever you do to the least of these, you have done to me. We are so often distracted with trying to find our destiny and find our purpose and take personality tests and figure out what our special unique dreams are and how to really build our life around the pursuit of those dreams. But the reality is we are only going to find true purpose when we are about our Father's business, when we are building the kingdom of heaven, going where Jesus goes, doing the things that Jesus does, becoming his hands and his feet to this lost and dying world. I know in my own life, the most fulfilled and the most clear sense of purpose I have ever had is when I am turned outward and allowing God to work through me to bless and serve other people. Ephesians 2.10 says that God has created good works, which he has prepared beforehand for us to walk in. Now, that has nothing to do with doing good works to earn our salvation. It means that God actually has purposeful work for us to do. When we have given our lives to him, he has pre-designed work for us to do. And so often we miss those good works that he has already ordained for us because we are distracted trying to find our purpose through shallow, selfish things. In 1890, Catherine Booth wrote this, It will be a happy day for England when Christian ladies transfer their attentions from poodles and terriers to destitute and starving children. She reminded women that living for pleasure and filling their days with eating and drinking and dressing and sightseeing left no time to serve God and become his hands and feet to the poor and the outcasts. I believe we as modern women can really benefit from that reminder as well. Now, we might not be distracted by poodles and terriers, or dressing and sightseeing. But in our modern culture, it is so easy to overlook God's call to turn outward because we are busy with our self-consumed lives. It's important to remember that we are never too young or too old or too busy to live a poured out life. If you're a young mom with kids at home, the the temptation is to think, well, I'm too busy in this season of my life. I can't really serve others. Or if you're in your older years, well, I'm not as mobile as I used to be. I can't serve others. Or if you're a young girl living at home, oh, I can't drive a car. I can't go anywhere. I can't serve out others. But if you simply say, Lord, show me the good works you have prepared for me to walk in in this season of my life, he will show those things things to you. And you can do things like serve your own family, write letters to encourage other people, reach out to a lonely neighbor, visit the elderly in your community. There are always ways to turn outward and give and serve. Even if you are bedridden, there are ways to turn outward and give and serve. And when we discover this, we will discover the purpose that we are desperately seeking. Another difficulty that a lot of women struggle with today is confusion. We have often been influenced by postmodern thinking that is 
all around us today. And very often we have conflicting thoughts in our minds. Some Christian women actually believe things like this. I believe Jesus is the only way to God, but some people can find God through other religions too. Now, those are two completely conflicting thoughts, but they can exist together in the same mind. They can verbally agree with the truth, but fail to remove the lies that they are also embracing, and then they get nowhere in their spiritual lives. And the reason that this is so common and there's so much confusion among women today is because postmodern thinking is so common. It's like a big mushy soup where there's really no right, there's really no wrong. It's just everybody having their own emotions and thoughts and opinions. And you validate every opinion as equally real, equally valuable. The common solution that you hear from the world today, if you're dealing with confusion and seeking what is really true, is you'll hear a lot of things about dialoguing and conversation and talking about your thoughts and processing your emotions. And nobody's really right. Nobody's really wrong. We just all dialogue about our feelings. This doesn't actually get us anywhere. And it only promotes the postmodern confusion that is so prevalent in our culture. The biblical solution to confusion is a renewed mind. Romans 12.22 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And renewing there means a renewal, a renovation, a complete change for the better. Lies that we're believing need to be identified and renounced. Truth needs to be reckoned, declared, and embraced. So if you've struggled with confusion, don't listen to messages that just tell you what you want to hear. Listen to messages that tell you what you need to hear. Identify the lies that you are believing. Walk through the process of renouncing those lies and then walk through the process of proclaiming, reckoning, and believing God's truth for every single area of your life where confusion has been reigning. Another problem many Christian women today deal with is legalism. It's on the other end of the spectrum from the postmodern confusion. A lot of women have fallen into the snare of legalism, thinking that the Christian life is all about rules. And so there is a lot of advice out there about how to live a rules-based Christianity and somehow gain order and discipline and purpose to your life through this outward form of holiness that you are exuding. Jesus says that we must first clean the inside of the cup and dish and the outside will also be clean. In other words, if we're just focused on outward rules, we're going to be in bondage to legalism and we're actually not truly clean. We just have a show of righteousness on the outside. The biblical answer to legalism is relationship versus rules. We need to be committed to not just a list of rules, not just a concept of morality, but a person, the person of Jesus Christ. And unless our standards and our convictions and the way that we're living set apart flows out of a love relationship with him, we'll be very prone to legalism. So if rules and legalism is something you've struggled with, the answer isn't to fall into the snare of just having no set-apartness and no righteousness to your life. We've seen a lot of people do that in the modern church. But actually to 
build your life around a passionate daily relationship with Jesus Christ and let him shape you into a picture of his righteousness, his set-apartness from the inside out and let your commitments flow out of love for him and not just a commitment to a list of rules or a desire to look holy on the outside. Another problem that we often face is that God feels distant. Many of us desire to get close to God, but he feels distant and maybe you don't really know why if that's your story. Even women who didn't grow up in Christian homes or don't really have a relationship with God often do want to get to know God, but they have no idea how to reach him. And women who have grown in the church often struggle with thoughts like, I don't even know if Christianity is real because God feels so distant and he's not really answering my prayers. The common solution that you'll hear within Christian circles is, you know, God loves you anyway. God just covers everything with his love. Just live how you want. God will bless you. God's just so focused on loving you no matter what. And it is true that God's love is unconditional. But this, as the solution of God feeling distant, really leaves us in a defeated state. And it doesn't actually help us draw closer to him because we can sing songs about his love for us. But if we're living a life that pushes him, him away, we're not going to have an intimate relationship with him. The biblical answer is to seek him with all our heart. It says in Jeremiah 29, 13, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. The real reason that many women today are not finding God is because we have to be willing to fully surrender our lives, lay everything at his feet, and set our gaze upon him without being divided, without seeking God and our own selfishness at the same time. To seek him with an undivided heart is the only way that we will ever really find him, where we will ever really draw close to him. James also says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. We will always feel that distance between ourselves and God until we are willing to surrender everything to him and to give him our very best, not just our leftovers, not just fit him into our lives, but build our lives around him. So if he's been feeling distant, the answer isn't just to bask in his unconditional love. It's to say, Lord, how do I seek you with all of my heart and remove anything that is distracting me from you? And as you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. Here are some final thoughts that I want to share with you. No matter what our problems may be, as I said in the beginning of this episode, there is always an answer that we can find in the Word of God. It is so tempting to turn to pop culture psychology, trendy books, and trendy blogs for answers, but God has promised that when we seek His wisdom diligently, when we search for it as hidden treasure, we will find it. So I encourage you this week to seek answers in the Word of God. His Word never fails, and it will never return void. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. If you'd like more resources on living a truly Christ-centered life, visit us at setapartgirl.com. Have a blessed and Christ-centered week.